It's time for the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. We'll tell you how to catch more fish and the right way to get on the fish. We'll tell you what's biting and where they're biting. So listen in because... That's where the fish are. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. Share your tips and tricks with us. Now let's bait the hook, toss out the lines, and see what's biting. On the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, driven by Buddy Davis Boats, here's fishing guru Eric Brandon, along with Sun Sentinel outdoor writer Steve Waters. Six o'clock, welcome to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Man, it's cold, dude. 48 degrees here in South Florida, Steve Waters. I know you're on location uh, in what? West Palm Beach? Where, where are you at, boy? Uh, Palm Beach Gardens at uh, PGA National Resort and Spa for the Honda Classic. And cold so, up there as well, uh, I'm sure. It, it is chilly, yeah. I'm going to say it's about 46, 47. Whew, cold weather, oh, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, I'm out here all bundled up, and then I see, you know, golfers from, like, uh, Canada and Ireland. They're, they're wearing a golf shirt, and <laughs> they wear shorts if they could. So, <laughs> yeah, crazy weather, crazy weather. But but it's not raining here, and that's the main thing. So, well, talk about some... a beautiful day, actually. How about the leaderboard? Who's doing what so far? Well, Ricky Fowler is the leader. He's uh, played beautifully. He, had, um, he hasn't had a bogey in 36 holes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's eight under par, and he leads Jimmy Walker by one shot going into uh, today's third round. Not too shabby. I like Ricky Fowler for two reasons. One, he can golf. And second, he's quite the uh, clothing fashionista. You know what I mean? He's, 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 he's got those colorful clothes on, man. You know? that, that's it. And, and you can tell where he is on the course because there'll be like, you know, 100 or, or 200 kids wearing their <laughs> flat-brimmed orange Puma hats. So, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, he's, he's a big fisherman too. Is so, really? uh, yeah, yeah. He lives on the Loxahatchee river in Jupiter and, uh, you know, does a little snook fishing, some offshore fishing. So, uh, good guy, really, really a nice guy. So well, get us interviewed un- him a couple of times. Get his number. We'll have him on a show one day. We'll chat with him a little bit. Um, you know, I'll, uh, I don't know. Usually Saturdays he's busy, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of being busy, he's always busy with clients on his boat catching fish. The one, the only legendary captain, Bouncer Smith, on line number one. I can't imagine, Bouncer, how many layers of clothing you got on this morning, my friend. I'm serious. Well, right now I'm still in the house and I got two layers on, two layers standing by, <laughs> and two more layers to go. I got you. Are you uh, fishing I'm today look- or what? No, I'm going fishing, but I am looking for an overcoat because I remember a song years ago that went something about bun up your overcoat, and I guess that's how you stay warm when all else fails. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know but, you're not a fan of cold weather, but anyway. Uh, any- hey, listen, you can always put more clothes on. That's People true. get very upset when I take more clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bouncer. Right. I'll leave that to the imagination. Anyway, so what? what? <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> ruined your breakfast there. You, you got that totally backwards, Captain. You can always take them off. So I like to, like when I, I'm on the golf course, Eric, or, or out on the water, you know, you start, you got the foul weather gear. If it's nice, you take that off. Then the heavy jacket, then the windbreaker, the sweater, the sweatshirt, you know, the uh, the button-down shirt. Then, you know, if all goes well, you're in shorts and T-shirt. Okay. All right. <laughs> Whatever you guys want to do, meantime, uh, let's talk about some fishing news. Cap, uh, what have you been seeing this week? What's been happening? 
Well, I'll tell you what. Yesterday was uh, off. Started off with a slow start. We caught a sail, and then nothing, nothing, nothing. But the good news is, is in the afternoon the fish turned on really good. And the bad news about that is that right when it turned on, our customers said, "My stomach's tired and not feeling good. Can we go try for a snook?" So the bottom line is that if you fished out in a couple hundred feet of water, 150 to 250 feet. The odds are you saw numerous sailfish swim by, and you got a few bites during the early part of the day, but in the afternoon they turned on really good. Guys were catching doubles pretty regularly, and and there were some scattered dolphin mixed in. If you moved into 100 feet of water in numerous different locations, you'd get into a pretty hot kingfish bite. But you couldn't ha- you, you had to pick one or the other because... You know, the visitors we have from up north, they really want those sailfish and the spice with a few dolphin. But if you were just looking for good action, where the kingfish were, it was calmer, and the action was lock and load. And both things require a lot of bait, and the good news the bait was biting really good. On the snook situation, the groundswell was so big on one side of the inlet you couldn't fish. But uh, we did jump off a nice snook. We caught a couple of barracudas and a Big Jack Cravel in there, but uh, it was the first time in several trips, day and night, that we didn't catch a snook. They've been biting the best this winter I've ever experienced, and some other guys have had great snook fish this winter as well. So I think it's got something to do with the rain relocating those fish from their normal winter haunts. But the bottom line is, is that whether it was kingfish, big game fishing, or inshore fishing, the action's been pretty good. Yeah, bouncer. How? Uh, what kind of sizes are those snook ranging from? All sizes up to about thirty-four inches. A few over the slot, which is twenty-eight to thirty-two inches. A few in the slot, and I would say that the majority are just under slot size, so they're uh, twenty-five to twenty-eight inches long. But uh, on a spinning rod, they're a lot of fun. And, and by the way, I saw more tarpon yesterday in government cut than I've seen all winter, but they were not interested in pinfish or herring, and we didn't have any shrimp with us. But, boy, I marked a lot of tarpon. So looking forward to getting out there and giving them a shot tomorrow night to see how they're biting. I kept so uh, you got a morning plan trip or afternoon or midday? What's your plan today? Uh, uh, we're going to go for the full Monty. We'll be going out all day. We do not have a night trip, but. Uh, eight-hour day, uh, trying to catch some sailfish, and the guys want to take some fish back to Atlanta with them, so we got to try to find some eating fish to go with them. So <laughs> we got our work cut out for us. All right, Cap, well, stay warm as always, man. Put all those layers, get out there and uh, brave the elements. We'll chat about 7.30, come back and see what you're doing, okay? I'll be looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Of course, Bouncer's Boat, 305-439-2475. Steve Otto's a good friend up in Hillsboro. Captain Skip Dana on line number two, hanging tight. Skip, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Cold, dude. We're cold. How are you doing? Well, I'm freezing my petunias off. I'm uh, <laughs> up in Intercoastal right now to, to check out a Boca for, a, uh, for the Boca Hotel Selfish Tournament right now. Ah, right. Well, you got, you got bait already lined up? Or are you all set to go? Now we're on uh, the boat's loaded. We're just going to, uh, we're going to have some, I think, coffee and dishes and then head out fishing. That's the plan. Well, your buddy Steve Waters is up in uh, Palm Beach County covering golf today, so uh, you'll be talking to Steve uh, via the phone, the other way to communicate. I got gotcha. you. I, uh, 
I fished up out of uh, Palm Beach yesterday. I saw all the uh, the blimps and everything over the golf course when I was leaving Jupiter. So he, uh, he he's into that kind of stuff. He loves that chasing the white ball. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's part of my job now, so got to do it. So two more days to go, then uh, <clears throat> then I'm headed down to Doral. But uh, you know what? Yeah, they, there's there's so much good water out here, Skip. I would love to bring a fishing rod with me instead of like a five iron. <laughs> yeah, true that. It's, it's been a handful of years since I played up there, but it, the last time I played, I saw at least four or five that were you know five pounds or bigger on that on those uh, courses on that lake or on that uh, soft course. Yeah. So, so how was the fishing up in Palm Beach? It was decent. Um, you know, first thing in the morning there was a little flurry. There was a decent sailfish bite, kind of like right off Dodge Wall to the inlet. And uh, I ran up and fished off Jupiter, and we, we fished for a little over an hour, and we caught three sailfish and had a couple of dolphin bites. So it was it was decent fishing. Not as good as it was last weekend in the challenge, but you know, last weekend the, the kingfish bite was ridiculous. I mean, all the 30, 40 pounders you could you couldn't get baits in the water fast enough to get a kingfish bite. There was you know, there was a decent sailfish bite up there. Not for us. We only caught three out of four, but uh, just great fishing overall. Dolphin, cobia, big kings. And the, the bite's been decent on field sports. I know there's a handful of sailfish caught here yesterday. Uh, the guys that have been trolling have been catching a, you know, a handful of nice wahoos, a few nice dolphins. Uh, the drift boats have been catching, we've been catching some real, real nice mutt snappers, especially up in that shallow water, like 35, 40 feet. And some nice fish, too. We had, uh, on Monday this week, we had four fish between 9 and 12 pounds all in that 35, 40-foot area. We nice. also had another... Probably twelve or fifteen months ago, this had along with some big mangroves and yellowtails, lots of groupers. So, really good fishing. Not a bad selection there, Skip. Now, what's the better bite on the uh, Helen Acid Fish City Pride? That morning trip or the afternoon trip, or which which was really popping? You know, um, on Monday we had more fish in the morning, but we had better fish in the afternoon. Okay, it probably had something to do with the, the conditions changed in the morning. We had east wind, and then it kind of went southeast, so we're drifting right down the backside edge of the reef. Which makes it a little better for for how we were fishing. We had uh, we had better anglers in the afternoon too, which helps a lot. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, so talk about the tournament you're in. What, what exactly is this thing called again? Uh, this is the Bogo Hotel Club Tournament. Okay. It's like a members only type thing. I think there's I think we got about a dozen boats in it, and I'm hoping we come out on top. So I think uh, I think if you win, you get a free round of golf at uh, at the Bogo Hotel Resort. That's that's one of the prizes. So I want I want that in the worst way. We know you're a definite uh, golf fanatic, uh, like I am. Of course, my game really blows. I got probably a handicap of like 108. But <laughs> oh man, I gotta, I gotta play you for some lunch money. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love the game, but I actually, I'm actually terrible at it. But I love golf. But yeah, Steve well, Waters will tell you, I'm not a good, you know, good hitter. Yeah, Skip, you're gonna have to give him five shots a hole. So be careful. <laughs> Maybe, five shots a hole is pretty intense. But uh, you know, beers or uh, golf is just like fishing. It's, it's an excuse to drink beer in the daytime. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, guys, just punching in. So, fishing out of Hillsboro, uh, what's their best bet going to be today, Skip, on a cold day? You know, um, it's, you know, the wind's blowing out of the west about 10, 12 miles an hour. So, it should be, you know, relatively calm until you get a few miles offshore. So, I've, you, you pretty much got to tickle whatever you want to do today. The bottom fishing's been really good. I, you know, I'm sure there'll be some sailfish out there. The water's been kind of green out in front of Hillsboro, but the fish have been in that greener water from, you know, 60 or, I'm sorry, 160 to like 180 feet. So there was north tide yesterday in that it wasn't like green green but it was off colored so i would go out there to try to find some decent water or some decent current maybe some flyers and you know if you're gonna put the kites up put the kites up and fish or you know there's been lots of value around especially up and down the reef i think it's valley there's central value but 
there's, there's been a lot of nice dolphin in on the end of the reef, too. They've been in there pushing those valley around. So if you go get this valley, you might have a shot to get some, uh, some big dolphins. All right. That sounds pretty good. What do you think, Eric? I think it always sounds good, man. Anytime you can fish, you know, it sounds good to me, no matter where you are, no matter how cold it is, no matter what the well, conditions are. Let's go fish. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Today. Yeah, it really should be a beautiful day. And I don't yeah, think, you know, the wind's going to intensify like it has been doing. No, it should. Um, the, the wind's going to stay kind of constant all day. It should be kind of north west north in the morning and then slowly go northeast. So if you're on the water, and the moon's going to set probably about 10, 30, 11 o'clock this morning, if I uh, remember correctly. So that's when the bike should really start to turn on. All right, Skip, well, good luck with your tournament, man. Thanks for checking in this morning and uh, stay warm, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll get together and play golf or fish or, or both. Yeah, I'm ready. Steve, hey, Steve's yeah. got all the golf hookups, so he, should, he needs to use those connections. <laughs> well, no, Eric and I are going to play with you when you win the uh, round of golf at uh, Boca Resort Club there. Uh, hey, I'll, maybe I'll see if I can win, too. All right, Skip. <laughs> hey, thanks so much, man. Have a great day and stay warm on the, on the uh, You got it, guys. Right Have a great day. Thank you so much. Steve Waters, I do believe uh, coming up here shortly, we may have him on the phone right now, that uh, he may brave these chilly waters. And uh, he may actually dive today. Jim Chiefy Matthew catching a bug guy. Uh, he may be actually on the show uh, here soon talking about diving in these frigid waters. I can't believe that. Well, he texted me a photo. He's got the uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee He's sitting in front of the fireplace. <laughs> He's got his Sun Sentinel ready. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. This is one of those days where he says it's better to be in the water than out of the water. Oh, absolutely. You know? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the water water is definitely warmer than the outside temperature for sure. But, uh, you know, again, just go out there and, uh, and fish this stuff, wear the right gear, and you should be fine. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, you know, like I said, it, it's going to be a gorgeous weekend. So, uh, great time to go fishing. All right. Let's go talk to Catching the Bug Man, Jim Chiefy Matthew on line number two. Jim, good morning. I hope you're staying warm before you dive there, brother man. Oh, I, I, you know, I got the uh, fireplace going today, boys. I'll tell you, a little chilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but we, we were just saying this is one of those days where you don't want to get out of the water if you're diving, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, uh, we call it Viking diving, all right? Viking diving, okay. the water temperature yeah. being 73 degrees is warmer than the outside air, so we're okay with this. <laughs> all right, so have the wetsuit all set to go now. Jim, are bugs still biting? They're not biting. you still snaring those bugs this week? Uh, still plentiful? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Um, this week, uh, for some reason, we did really well off of Fort Lauderdale and Pompano on the, on the top of the third reef. Uh, we've been kind of hitting them pretty good out a little deeper in that 75-foot range, but, boy, um, this past week, they were up on the top of the third reef in that 50 to 60 foot range. And uh, again, we're not seeing them, you know, six at a time, but, you know, one here, two there, three there. And we are getting close to our limit or our limit. So um, it's not been really bad at all, uh, to tell you the truth. And uh, the conditions under the water have been nice, um, decent visibility, uh, very mild current. Uh, so like you really want to stay in the water, you know, it's really, really been nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I know that feeling. You, you're about to climb into the boat. You say, whoa. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And especially if the wind does pick up, you know, with the west, northwest wind, usually in close, it's pretty, pretty uh, flat. You know, we'll get some swells or whatever. Right. 
but if you're out in the third reef, it's, it feels pretty good. You don't really feel that swell, so not too bad. And um, it's it's been pretty uh, pretty enjoyable underneath, actually. And uh, and actually, hey, you know what? We've been actually shooting some uh, fish uh, still too. Uh, yellow jack, uh, a couple of nice yellow jacks the other day. Uh, some some hogfish. It's, it's so it's been it's been productive too. It's been really good. Really good. Say say Eric. Um, Jim and I have to get uh, real serious right now. Speaking of spearfishing, there's a group called Our Florida Reefs, and they've proposed all these recommendations to protect coral reefs from basically north of Biscayne National Park to Stewart. And some of those recommendations include banning spearfishing while on scuba gear, um, in having no fishing zones, marine protected areas, uh, lowering the mini season bag limit from 12 to six for, you know, all us divers north of the Keys. Uh, so anyway, Jim, what do you need to do? I, I think Tuesday's the deadline to comment on yeah, this. We're, yeah, we're crunch time now. Um, March 1st is the end of, uh, being able to make uh, public comments. And your best option right now is there's a total of 68 of these recommended management actions. That's what they're calling them. And uh, it's easy. You go online, ourfloridareefs.org, and it's very simple. You, you, they'll say, you know, comment. You go comment. And there's six different categories, and you'll see all of them listed. And you know what? A lot of them are good. I mean, Steve, you've written about them. Uh, yes. particularly the water pollution issues that we're dealing with out there with uh, Lake Okeechobee and stormwater runoff that affect the reefs. So th- those are really important that we need to get behind. Um, but there are others there that for some reason, you know, surfaced <laughs> and um, definitely going to be a problem for me because uh, I enjoy spearfishing on scuba. Um, even though I, you know, I learned how to free dive in the Bahamas and that was my first fish. I still enjoy that, to be able to put a tank on. We're very selective. You know, it's see the fish, shoot the fish. Uh, it's not like, you know, you just throw uh, some bait over and, and catch a fish. I, I'm not opposed to that. I'm just saying, hey, you know, the, we're pretty selective. There's no bycatch. Um, when we sh- shoot a fish, we intend to shoot that fish. And for the most part, most of us will eat that fish. That, that's pretty much the, the main thing of why we're doing it. And, um, so yeah, that, that's if you go on that website, you make a comment, and the one we're particularly uh, you know against for me is N dash fifty nine. Jim, great stuff as always. We got to pay some bills here, my friend. So have a great day uh, getting the water I hear you. and uh, stay right, warm, Eric. catch some bugs. Okay. All right, take care. All right, Steve Waters, grab some more coffee, and I shall too. Come right back to you here at nine forty. Wins Miami Sports six nineteen. Shut off that engine. You're listening to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show with Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Anything you need to know about fishing or boats, call 866-801-0940. They've got everything you need. You're going to need a bigger boat. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. 624, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats, Eric Brandon, Steve Waters, and the fabulous Mike Find the glass uh, who runs the show. Thank you, Mike, very, very much. Chilly Saturday morning, 48 degrees, and uh, if you're fishing today, <laughs> no-brainer, man. Wear some nice warm clothing. Uh, forecast should not be too bad that they get out there, get, be you know, be bundled up, but uh, forecast not too bad offshore. And, yeah, uh, I, 
Yeah, yeah, it should be. You know, Eric, um, I, I got to tell you, you know, you and I, we, we love to talk about weathermen. Yeah. Weather reports. And so, yeah, it, it's going to be beautiful. We already got the wind report from Skip Dana, uh-huh. like 10 to 12 out of the northwest, uh, which means it'll be very calm, close to shore. Jim Matthews said the same thing. So, yeah, when they say, oh, you know, seas 15 to 20 feet, you don't have to believe those guys. But uh, but um, Wednesday night, David Faraday, who's a very funny uh, golf commentator for NBC Sports and the Golf Channel, he had this show, basically a two-and-hour, 20-minute stand-up show at the Parker Playhouse in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talked about the weather. He says, and he gets up. And he goes, "I hate weathermen." And immediately, I thought of you, Eric. He goes, "They come on at night and tell me what the w- weather was like today." He goes, "I was here. I know what the weather was like today. I want to know what it's going to be like tomorrow. Yeah. Why are you telling me that it was a nice sunny day today or that it rained all day? I know that. I know that already. I don't understand why these local TV stations do like eight weather hits per hour. I mean, I know what the forecast will be normally. We're in South Florida. We pretty much sunshine, a little breeze. You know, it's not a big deal down here. Why they have so much weather, I have no idea. Anyway, onto a happier yeah. topic. Let's see what's biting at Tony Julian's boat this morning. Tony, welcome back to the show. What's happening, my friend? Good morning, Steve and Eric. I'm trying to stay warm up here in uh, Slim's Fish Camp in Lake Okeechobee. Got a little fire going in the fireplace this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, a redneck fishing trip to me, buddy. Yeah, it's a redneck trip, and the fireplace is redneck, too, because it's electric. You just turn it on, and it's got like a little uh, screen <laughs> with the flames in the back, and then it makes you think like you're having a fire. Yeah, you know, a little moat. Perfect. Keep you, keep you warmed up. Anyway, so what's uh, what's your plan today? Fishing, uh, obviously, Lake Okeechobee, bass, uh, largemouth bass? What, what are you targeting? Yeah. Me and my uh, best friend, J.P. Wolf, Captain J.P. Wolf, from the wish list, decided a few months back that we were going to attempt to fish a bass tournament so we uh made some arrangements came up here rented an rv and uh we're spending a few days up on the lake trying to win a little bit of money all right well good luck with that how about uh sufficient this past week on your boat in the saltwater stuff well we had yeah last weekend we had some great success we fished that uh jamie bunn's blue water movements the uh the sailfish challenge and we actually went in on a little bit of a limited budget targeted the meat fishing category and we ended up having one heck of a day kingfishing inshore up by Lake Worth. Uh, the kingfish were just chewing for us. Every fish we caught was 40-plus pounds. While they were eating uh, large goggle eyes on the kites. We had started out fishing, we're allowed to fish seven lines. We fished uh, four kite lines and three flat lines, and then we soon found out that the kings were just really into the kite baits, so we switched over to six kite baits. And all day long, we were having bites of huge kings. Um, our biggest fish was 52.1. And that, that fish ended up winning us $16,660. So, Say yeah. what? $16,000? Yeah. That's it. That yeah. was our... Uh, God. Dog, yeah, man. How, how about that, Eric? Now, Tony, as I recall, last week about this time, someone was, was kind of like making fun of you for not getting in the sailfish pool, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's true. I remember that. Some guy named Eric was saying some something <laughs> under his breath, but we do that quite frequently on the wish list. And over the last five or six years, it's paid off many, many times for us. So, But the main thing is that uh, there's been a lot of big kingfish 
And I think a lot of the average guys tend to need to be in 100 feet of water, uh, 90 feet, 120, whatever. And all of our fish were inside of 87 feet was the deepest we ever got. And a lot of our bites were in 40 to 50 feet of water. So um, do not be afraid to be inside of 90 feet when you're fishing for those kingfish. There's also lots of Spanish mackerel in there. Uh, any of the little wrecks that are in there that you may drift over hold cobia. Um, we even caught a sailfish in 37 feet of water. So being shallow, there's no, you always got to remember there's no fences out there. And those fish, if they like the salinity and the clarity of the water and there's bait there, there's no reason for them uh, not to be in that shallow water. All right. And that, that's so amazing to me, Eric, that you could be that shallow and uh, maybe catching uh, mutton snappers or porgies or something. And then here comes uh, Tony and JP on the wish list pulling up 50-pound kingfish right next to you. Well, see, he told us last week, though, the reason he wasn't in the sailfish pool was because they make their money on those kingfish. He has a plan that works for him. And I'm saying $16,000 paycheck He's got a plan, dude. Okay, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's a heck of a plan. So, yeah, Tony was texting me photos of these giant kings, and uh, you, you guys also had the second biggest kingfish, but that didn't even pay anything. So it was winner take all. We did. Now, if we could get that type of fishing in one of our summertime meat fishing tournaments, where it's a cumulative weight, we would uh, we'd be in really good shape. But you know how it is when you. Sometimes when you really want a kingfish or a big meat fish, you can't find one. And other times when you don't need one, they're everywhere. We just happened to get the right combination for our purposes on last Saturday. All right, Tony. Yeah, well, yeah I like when a game plan works out. For sure. Hey, listen, have fun with them uh, good old country boys up there at Lake Okeechobee up there. Maybe it'll have a little moonshine this morning to warm yourself up. Well, I'm looking for some. I'm trying to wake up my neighbors, get a little moonshine for my coffee, but they don't seem to be up yet. All right, Tony. Thanks so much, man. Have a fine day up there at Lake Okeechobee, okay? All right, guys. You hey, always stay warm. All right. Hey, Tony, if you find that moonshine, it's going to be a heck of a fishing report next Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah, really. Especially, right. especially since I don't drink. All right, guys. Have a great day. All right. Thanks a lot. Oh, boy. She was on our show last week, Steve Waters. Nice to have a female fishing lady on the program talking about uh, her angling skills and what she's been catching this week. Darcy's back in the program. Darcy, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Steve and Eric. How are you doing? Good. I'm trying to figure out exactly what her handle is. Darcy Darcizzle, what's our title with you on the show? You can call me Darcizzle. That's cool. I just call you Darcizzle. Uh, again, you yeah. are sizzling up YouTube <laughs> with all your catches. You've got, I don't know, 455 million followers. <laughs> and you're doing well. So talk about some of your catches you've been fishing this week, I hope, or what? Yes, I've had a very exciting fishing week. Some A lot of positives and then a couple negative things. Um, but this past week, I've caught some sailfish. I've caught a couple spinner sharks on the beach, and that was a lot of fun. And then I went inshore, and I've been killing the smoke this past week. And I think it has to do with the full moon tides. I've just had an epic week with the inshore snook fishing. It's just incredible. Um, I've caught a, quite a few fish in the last week, and yesterday I had one of my most epic, epic days ever, and I caught about eight snook, which is like a record for me in Boynton mm. Beach. So it was a really awesome day. And then on top of that, I ended up, like, sticking myself with a poisonous catfish in my upper thigh. So mm. I yeah, saw ouch. that picture on Facebook, by the way. He got you pretty good, didn't he? 
Yeah, he did. And that's the first time I've ever got stabbed by one. So I was a little freaked out after it actually happened. And I thought like it was something serious and he needed to go to the hospital. And my leg was in such pain. And then after a few hours, it subsided and my leg is still very sore today. So it, it definitely got me deep. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that that is crazy, man. Oh man, you you obviously you got to be careful out there. How how did it happen? Did it like twitch as you were trying to release it yeah. or something? So so basically, I was trolling like big um, lip divers, like Missouri lip divers, and when we were trolling, it hooked the catfish, like snagged them sideways, and okay. he was coming in sideways. So the treble hooks were on him on his back area, both treble hooks. Mm-hmm. And came over the side, and I put him on the side of the boat, and I started to go ahead and work him off the first treble hook. And he started to slip off the side of the boat, and then before you know it, one treble hook got stuck in my shirt, and then he wiggled, oh. and then he got stuck on my leg. And I was like, oh. oh, no. And then I pulled. I couldn't get him off, and I'm like, he stuck me. And then I took both hands and just ripped him <laughs> off, and then that's when, like, blood started pouring everywhere. And I think that's when I cut my finger, too, at the same time. So it was just, like... A huge ordeal in, like, just a matter of seconds. I saw the the picture of Steve Waters. Darcy likes to fish in a bikini. Maybe Darcy start wearing pants. I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) If I was having, if I wore shorts, I I wouldn't have this issue. Yeah. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I was thinking maybe just say, you know what, Mr. Catfish, you win. You can have the lure. I'm cutting the line. Yeah, right. So, boy, oh, boy, that is scary. I'm glad you're going to be okay. Right. Well, yes, Darcy. I think that was only an eight-incher. <laughs> have you uh, posted stuff to your YouTube uh, lately? You got some stuff for folks to view or what? Yes. Um, this past Thursday, our newest video came out, and this video includes us, me catching a sailfish, hmm. and then I catch two spinner sharks, and then that's when we go inshore and we catch multiple snook. Um, so that's my newest video. You can check that out on my YouTube channel, Darcy Go Offshore. Well, Darcy, listen, stay safe. I wish we had more time to chat. We've got to pay some bills around here, but uh, it's a pleasure having you on the show. I hope you become a regular with us and uh, and tell us more stories outside of getting nailed by catfish, but tell us some happy <laughs> stories you know, about snook Sounds and sailfish. Good. Okay? Stay warm. You too. Thanks so much. Steve Waters, take a little break. More catfish coming up on this chilly Saturday morning, 635 here at Miami Sports 940 WINZ. Supposedly, Cousteau and his cronies invented the idea of putting walkie-talkies into the helmet. We made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some music. Let's hear those fish and reels sing. Now back to more fish talk on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. As the son of a son of a sea. Nice chilly Saturday morning going. Welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Eric Brandon, Steve Waters here. And normally it's a shop talk with our good mechanic friend uh, Rick Buckner, Steve Waters. He's under the weather, dude, so uh, can't have any shop talk segment, but I will tell you this about Nautical Ventures. We have a fantastic service department. Uh, repower your boat, get the engine tuned up, uh, work on some fiberglass, trailer repairs, whatever you got to have done, Nautical Ventures service department, second to none. You can call and get to your book, uh, book your uh, uh, service date, 954-926-5250. Meantime, Jason Sullivan, braving the uh, cool temperatures. Jason, good morning, man. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Good morning. Good morning, guys. How's it going? It's cold, man. You fishing or what? Uh, yeah, we're going fishing. Um, it's 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 a little chilly, and it's you know it seems like it's always a little bit colder down in the Everglades than it is anywhere else. But uh, we're definitely we're going out today. 
All you, right. know, you know what, what's funny, Jason, or may, maybe not funny, maybe sad. You last week you were like, you know, it's going to warm up, and then uh, tarpon bites going to be incredible, and then we get this cool weather. So I guess the tarpon aren't quite ready to bite. Well, the funny you said that because Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when we had a couple of those warm days, there were some fish around, and we hooked uh, we hooked one. There wasn't a whole lot of fish around, but it looked like we were on the pattern of them. Because what happens is one day you'll see a couple. If, you know, if we continue with the warm weather, then you'll see a few more. Then all of a sudden it just explodes. But the day that it was expo- supposed to explode is when it was uh, in the low 50s. So <laughs> that kind of shut everything down, pushed them out. The ones that were in, they were completely gone. Um, and it's still, still, still on that fringe water temperature-wise, still in the low 70s, high 60s now today with, uh, with it being a little bit chillier. So... Uh, still just kind of waiting and seeing. Now, Jason, with the temperatures dropping, do our snook get kind of snoozy a little bit or what? Well, I think you got to wait. You know, perfect example, yesterday was chilly. Perfect example is we waited till about midday. Um, and, uh, you know, sun was out. It was hot. And what I like to do, you know, with clear skies like that, no clouds, you got these mud flats in the backcountry that warm up a lot faster than, than a little bit deeper water. And, um, we ended up getting a 34-inch snook on fly oh, yesterday, nice. which was which was incredible. Whoa! Uh, had, <laughs> yeah, and had a lot of shots on some other big fish, but uh, that's kind of the deal. You wait till you know 10, 11 o'clock when the sun's out. You have no clouds. You can get in the lee of the wind, and all that area is going to warm up a lot faster, and that kind of kind of gets those fish fired up. You know that that reminds me, Eric, um, that on uh, Tuesday. Uh, March 1st, the snook season on the Gulf Coast, Everglades National Park, and the Keys reopens. Uh, Jason, I, I know you release your snook anyway, but um, are there keeper snook out there that you've seen or caught? Yeah, yeah, actually, yes. We got uh, a couple last week that were in the slot. Um, I talked to another buddy of mine who was out yesterday, and he got two fish that were in the slot. So there are definitely fish that are in the slot. But uh, usually those fish stop eating March 1st, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and and just in case, what is the slot again? Uh, 28 to 32. 28 to 32 or 3? 30, I'm sorry, 30, 33 on the golf side, yes. Okay. So, um, all right. So, right, you in, know, right, I, in that little, right in that slot there, that, that's, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the fish that you can take home. Right, yeah. I, I have to say, Eric, I haven't had a snook in, I don't know, eight <laughs> years maybe? Uh, it's been about ten for me, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll cure that by getting on Jason's boat and fishing one of these days. He said, why does every weekend we just haven't taken him on, on, on his trip yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know that. Well, you know, hey, hey, I'm covering golf, you're selling boats, so it's kind of hard to get away. <laughs> we'll make it work out. Uh, Jason, once again, man, a, a book a day on your boat, what's our best way to contact you? Uh, you can give me a call at 954-864-0592 or check out my website, which is uh, risingtidecharters.com. I try to keep up on all my fishing reports and all the other information for a trip is on that site there. Jason, before you go, let me ask you a question, man. You pull your boat behind your truck, do you not? I sure do. Is it kind of a pain in the butt for you to pull into a gas station and try to fill up and try to fight the other drivers on a you know trip? Yes. Yes, that's why I try. I try to to avoid uh, all that headaches and stuff. I try to get as early as I can in the morning. But yes, it can definitely be a pain. 
Well, I want to tell you about something. Matter of fact, uh, listen to the radio show because I got a cure for you, man. I have a sponsor of the program called Luke Fuel. Now, Jason, listen carefully, man. They come to you with fuel, dude. They come right to your house, right to your driveway. They'll fill you up. Wow. That's, yeah. That's that's pretty cool. They will fill you up, and uh, I'll tell you more right now. Steve Waters Luke Fuel, of course, has got that great uh, ultra-low-sulfur diesel and premium ethanol-free Rec 90 gas. And they deliver that stuff right to where you are. It could be your backyard. It could be your dock. It could be your garage. It could be your, your storage rack. Wherever you are, man, they come to you, which is great. Yeah, well, they, they have, what, a 200-foot hose or longer? They have an unlimited hose, Steve Waters, to get right to your boat. And again, wherever, wherever you need the fuel, they can deliver it. And again, that convenience factor is just so amazing. They just they bring the fuel right to your house or dock, wherever you are. Call all your friends at Luke Fuel and please drop our name, The Weekly Fisherman Show, 305-432-3487. 305-432-3487. Luke Fuel, they deliver to you. Take a break. By the way, Steve Waters coming up at 7.30. The legendary Stu Apt on the program this morning talking about a uh, fantastic uh, charity tournament coming up. You know you know Stu's background. Oh, yeah. No, I've known Stu a long, long time. And, uh, yeah, you can actually bid on the chance to fish with the legend and a uh, Florida Keys guide. So that's pretty cool. Uh, very cool. That and more captains coming up. 6.46 at 9.40 wins. Miami Sports. Be right back to you. Got a question for the captains? Call the show now at 866-801-0940 and get hooked up. We tried to contact them several times by radio, but they didn't answer. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Welcome back to our show, the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats on a chilly, clear-looking Saturday morning. Steve Waters is up on remote in Palm Beach County covering some golf tournament stuff up that way. And heading way down south to good old Bud and Mary's, Alamorada, Florida. Good friend, Captain Richard Stansy. Richard, welcome back to the show. Are you chilly or what, dude? Eric, good morning. Yeah, that uh, that winter pattern is uh, persisting. Uh, it's it's definitely <laughs> cool down here, but not really, really cold. The breeze down here uh, has been a little stronger in the morning, kind of laying off. Yesterday, it actually uh, really slicked off in the afternoon, really producing a beautiful condition offshore here in Alamorada, because as you know, Alamorada lies east and west, not north and south, so fishing uh, in the lee of the island was really, really pretty, not a cloud in the sky. Sailfish action uh, this week did pick up. Um, I'm not going to call it great, but it was pretty good. Uh, some of the boats reporting, you know, four or five releases, which was nice. Uh, this week also, the king fishing picked up, and some bait appeared, uh, mainly using cigar minnows, fishing about 135 feet of water, some nice fish, 8 to 15 pounds. And in addition to that, we saw a few blackfin tunas, mainly the guys fishing the kites for the sailfish were picking them off around 120 feet of water, anywhere from 90 to 120 feet of water all along that reef line. Uh, my son, Captain Nick Stanzik, is back fishing again with his new boat, and uh, he fished some of the deeper wrecks. Had a nice African pompano this week, had a mutton that was about 14 pounds, so uh, they're doing really well on there with some small amberjacks and some big amberjacks out on the hump, so that's been pretty encouraging. Along the reef itself, with Captain Ben Loy and the Miss Alamara, the party boat fishing out of Bud and Mary's, uh, Yellowtail has been on the slow and very inconsistent side. The uh, water's cold, it's clear, not a really good yellowtail can fish, you know, condition. The fish are there, but they just won't bite in that condition. But every once in a while, they'll get the, the current right, and the, and the water will clear up, or cloud up a little. They did put a few in the boat. So what they're doing is they're fishing the deeper edge of the reef, and they've been doing all right out there. A lot of porgies, lane snappers, mangroves, cereal mackerel, kingfish, things like that. So they're bending the rod and working hard at it. 
Out in the backcountry, I don't have good reports back there. The water's cold. It's on the dirty side, so I really don't have a single report, actually, on Schnooker redfish this week. But mainly uh, fishing, the, the guides are fishing the mackerel uh, when they get out to the, to the west. The wind's been a little strong early, but I think it'll be a real nice weekend. And the mackerel fishing's very good. Try to take a lot of chum. You better bring some live shrimp. Uh, in the afternoon when it warms up, they are biting the artificials real good. Try to get that wind and current together and find the right color water. You'll do all right on a mackerel. Most of the guides are fishing these shallow patches. Uh, these are the patches that lie in around 12 to 15 feet of water. They're up against the, in between the reef and, and out in Hawks Channel. And the guides are having a lot of fun with this. This is a good time of year for it. Mangroves, small muttons. Captain Dave Peck, however, did produce a 13-pound mutton in 12 feet of water, which is very unusual. Great fish on wow. night tackle. Yeah. Some hogfish. A uh, few pompano caught this week again, which is really good to hear. So uh, all of us are staying busy. There's a lot of people in the Keys. It's going to be spectacular this weekend. The winds have already started fading. I was just out on the patio there looking. And the skies are clear. I think uh, I think you're going to see some good fishing. And I'll throw in this. With this condition right now, the water clear and slightly offshore, in close, I think they're going to get the cobias real good, too, because I saw Alex Adler with a handful of them yesterday afternoon. So I think be looking for the cobia bite. All right, Richard, I, thought you were gonna, I thought you were going to say you saw Alex Adler drooling, Sal, <laughs> as, as you get ready for this uh, Cobia condition. Hey, I had a question for you. How do you find a patch reef in that oh, yeah. shallow water? You know, it can be very deceiving, uh, you know, because in, in that shallow water, 12 to 15 feet of water, you can see the bottom most of the time. Funny part is when the water's cloudy is when the fishing is the best. And a lot of times it can be cloudy and close where these patches are and be real clear out on the edge. But the best bet is going to be with a death finder. And where people get confused, they see dark color thinking that that's a patch and really it's grass. And you're not going to do too well on the grass. You've got to have that area where the coral and the grass kind of blends together. Another trick to fish in those patches, Steve, is don't anchor on top of them. Get in front of them. The muttons are going to lay off the edge of that coral patch. And, uh, you know, put a big bait out that way. I say a big bait like a ballyhoo plug, something like that. But your porgies and your hogfish and things of that nature, they're going to be right top, right up around that patch. And there's a lot of juvenile groupers in there, so, you know, carefully release those. And a lot of juvenile muttons. But a lot of fun on a light tackle for the kids and what have you. And every once in a while, you'll produce those keepers. So... Uh, look around, use your death finder, get some numbers from a friend, and uh, if worse comes to worse, you know, follow the Kalex around early in the morning. He'll be sitting on one of them. Richard, thank <laughs> you so much for the great report as always. And uh, down in the Keys, of course, fishing and ice-cold beer go together, so save me a couple of uh, cold ones down there and a spot on a boat. I'll be done. I hope you guys will show up. Nick just put his new boat into action. <laughs> He's got this 37-foot Freeman that he built with these big engines, and it's quite a unique craft. So I'm ready. come on down here and take a ride on that thing. Go fishing with us, all right? I'm ready, brother. Thank you, Richard, okay. so much. Have a great Thank day. Thank you guys for calling. Bye-bye. All right. Been watching Facebook this week, and, man, this guy's been tearing up the Wahoo Galore Captain Stan Hunt on a rebound out of Hillsborough. Stan, good week of fishing, my friend. How's that, how's that catch? Hey, good morning, guys. Oh, it's been pretty good. You know, not red, red hot with a lot of fish around, but the fish that are around are nice quality fish. So, you know, we can't complain. I yeah, saw you're taking it. Oh, I'm sorry, Eric. Go ahead. No, I saw one of the pictures of a wahoo. I think what a shark could try to take part of that fish off or what happened? Yeah, did you see that? We actually I saw that. We were trolling. Uh, you know, it was a slow afternoon bite yesterday, but we were trolling along and got these two fish on, you know, double header, same time. And uh, we were fighting the one on a top rod. Actually, both of them were on top baits. Uh, one was on mono, one was on wire. 
And uh, so we're reeling on the mono one. We get them up. I see it's Oahu. You know, I tell my mate, you know, start cranking harder. It's mono. Don't let them go. You know, get away from the boat because a lot of times they run away from the boat again. They'll cut you off, you know, and, and be gone. But we get that one in the boat, the first one on mono. We're still fighting the big one on top. And, uh, you know, we didn't even really feel them pull too hard. But it did happen right behind the boat about 40, 50 feet. You know, I never seen a shark. But he was definitely, you could just see the rod tip, you know, start freaking out for a second. And it looks like he just swam by once, took a swipe and missed him. And then we kind of pulled the fish away from him real quick. So we did get the fish in the boat. So that was nice. You know, we got one back from the tax man. He didn't get us. So good happy about that. Good job on that. So anyway, so the uh, Wahoo Bites still going on stand. Is that a uh, morning sea witch kind of a troll deal? Or what are you, what are you doing? You know, we've been trolling. I actually I haven't had too many live baits, and that's a bad thing because there has been some sailfish coming through. And uh, yesterday morning on the end of my morning trip, we were wahoo fishing around. Um, and actually right outside the sinkhole, I see a sailfish jump. You know, we call them floppers. Floppers are meaning they're, they're jumping just to clear the little fish parasites out of their gills, stuff like that. Right. So I, uh, you know, I kind of sped up the boat to get around and get in front of the fish. And uh, I'm looking, and I see, like, five, six, seven more tailors with the fish. So in one of those sailfish tournaments, you know, that's our dream for, you know, myself or one of these guys to see something like that. We get, you know, we spin around, get in front of the fish, we'll throw live baits on them, and, you know, hook two or three or four sailfish in the tournament all at once. So that would have been a really nice day in the tournament, but, (laughs) you know, we'll take it. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) <laughs> it was cool to see, though. You know, it was the first big group of fish I've seen, you know, this season, really. So hopefully they're starting to push down good up north, you know, and, and they'll be here soon. I mean, there's been definitely random fish coming through, but hopefully we'll get those bigger, better schools now. Hey, Stan, so let me ask you, let's say, you know, you're just whatever, fun fishing, you're bottom fishing, you have no live bait, and then you see a school of sailfish. What would you do without you know, any live bait? What I did was I, I pretty much pulled around, got in front of the fish, and then dragged my baits, you know, pretty much right over the fish and in front of them, you know, so that the fish were moving south. I came in from offshore, got in front of them, put my baits right on top of them. And most of the time, you know, trolling, we'll get a bite out of at least one or two of those fish when they're like that. You know, I didn't get any bites then, but you never know. You know, it's just you got to get yourself in that position to actually get the bite. Okay, well, I was just wondering, let's say if you had a dead sardine, could you, had a spinning rod, could you pitch that to a fish? You might have. You know, we only had squids, dead squids, and, uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to pitch them. We were trying to troll them up, and, you know, you you could have got a bite on dead sardine. You never know. know? Okay. All right, Captain Stan, we got a rock and roll here, buddy boy, but the fish on your boat, of course, the rebound, 954-818-6895. Uh, we're looking to put together a trip with uh, a member of the crew here, Jerry Hester, Jeff High, me, Steve, and Mike, are supposed to fish on your boat. Can you find a Sunday for us one of these days and take us out yes. fishing, please? Let's put it back together. The last day, you know, <laughs> it was a little rough, but the fish have been around. We've been catching those dolphin and wahoos, so let's get it together soon. Let's get out there. We're waiting on you to give us a day, Cap. When you do, man, we'll jump on board and go out there and hang with you, all right? All right. We'll talk to you boys soon, and thank you, Buddy Davis, Nautical Ventures. You guys are great. Thank you for putting us on the air every weekend. <laughs> you know, Stan is getting good at really giving props to the show here. I like this, Stan. Thank you very much, my friend. Good job. Good hey, stuff. You know, right. we got to... 
we got to help out the guys that feed us. There you go, man. Thank you very much. Steve Waters. Yeah, speaking of Nautical Ventures, of course, that's where I work every single day out there selling boats to our fabulous uh, boat buying community. And we've got a brand on the line, uh, I guess one of our premier lines, that's Century Boats. And I see them every day. And I see clients out there on test rides really loving these boats. And I can could, I could tell you why. It's one of the best-built boats in America. Uh, oldest building uh, boat builder in the country. Uh, goes back to, like, 1924. So you figure, if you go back that far, you know how to build a boat, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, you would have been out of business long before now. <laughs> I am picking a feature boat this weekend. We have a, a client who just bought one, rather. And it's a 29-foot center console uh, we have it in ice blue color at work, and I'll tell you one thing, that boat is absolutely amazing. Uh, think about this. You know, the heavier boat, Steve, the, the better the ride. The weight, dry weight without an engine is 7,000 pounds in that boat. So you know when you're out there and you hit a wave, you're going to go, whoosh, not like, bang, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. And so, yeah, yeah go ahead. Well, I, I was going to say, well, you know, Sometimes you, you, either you get tossed like a cork, literally, in big seas. <laughs> On a century, no way, buddy boy. Uh, some of the standard features, of course, you've got a live bait well, you've got uh, bow bolsters, you've got bow cushions, you've got uh, these amazing uh, other amenities, a large uh, live well. Uh, you can order special features like outriggers and just, you know, color, pick out your own color, whatever else. Uh, we finance you there. Uh, these boats are really amazingly priced for the size and, and what they do. So, again, come on and see us. 50 South Bright Road in Dania Beach. Check out the boats online like we should uh, do every day, folks. Come on, check out our boats. NauticalVentures.com. Century Boats. Get one, and you will have a happy, happy day. Big 7 o'clock hour coming up. Steve Waters, more captains galore, more fishing galore, and more, uh, I guess, uh, talk about this chill in the air, man. What, what's our high today? 71 degrees, maybe, for lucky? Yeah, more, more coffee galore. How's that? I think it's a great idea. <laughs> 704 at 940 wins. Miami Sports. Be right back. Welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, the radio show that's put on by fishermen for fishermen and all about catching fish. Never did see so much activity. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. We want to hear from you. If you think you're nervous now, ha, wait till you're on the air. And here to hook you up with local captains and crew so you can reel in more than bragging rights is waterman Eric Brandon. I can't function without my coffee. And Sun Sentinel fishing writer Steve Waters. Coffee is ready, sir. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. In a 7:10 on a cold Saturday morning. Welcome to the show there, fishermen. If you guys are just waking up, yeah, a cold day, but not too bad offshore later on, Steve Waters. Don't worry about the cold, man. The weather on the water should be fine. Yeah, it's going to warm up into the high 60s, low 70s, so beautiful. Beautiful day. Chris Lemieux standing by very patiently in this chilly weather. Chris Lemieux on the program. Good morning to you, my friend. How are you? Good, good morning, guys. How's it going? Uh, you tell us. How's fishing been for you? Well, I haven't um, changing gears the past couple of days. I'm out here on Lake Okeechobee um, Thursday. Uh, fished the tournament, two-day tournament, Friday and Saturday. So today's our last day, and we pre-fished on Thursday. So changing gears up for me. Did a little <laughs> freshwater fishing. You guys will go from saltwater to freshwater. It kind of amazes me that you actually could downsize to a bass and to be happy. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta be diverse in life. That's very true. Yeah, yeah well, well yeah. you know, Alan Zaremba is still in Brazil. So, Chris, you can give us our freshwater report, please. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, the Lake Okeechobee, um, the, the water's still really, really high. Um, we have caught a lot of bass. We just haven't had any nice ones. Um, we caught probably 
half of the two-pound bass on Lake Okeechobee yesterday. <laughs> but, um, you know, which is fine. We still, our biggest fish was only like two and a half, three pounds. A couple of the guys, a couple of the local guides, you know, that fish here regularly obviously did little pretty good. Um, they had some fish all the way up to eight pounds, and um, they were fishing towards Bell Glade, towards that kind of southeast corner of the lake, um, from what we could tell, fishing cuts and deeper areas. Um, and the, the t- tournament we're fishing is rare. I mean, it's kind of, we're, we're fishing live bait. So, um, kind of, kind of rare for a bass tournament to fish live bait, but we'll take it. It's kind of nice. You don't have to work so hard. You just cast floats out and wait. Well, I can think about bass uh, fishing, Steve Waters or Chris Lemieux. He's not catching all those big offshore waves, pretty flat on the lake out there. Not a, not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It gets choppy once you got out in the middle of the lake, but it's been pretty good. But you know, the offshore fishing I did fish earlier this week, um, fishing was a little slow, but we did all right. You know, uh, there's still a few sailfish around. You know, we're getting these late cold fronts, so the fish haven't completely pushed down uh, down south too far yet. So we're still catching a decent amount of sailfish off the Palm Beach County um, area. Uh, the kingfish is kind of slow and. You know, everything else is kind of slow. We did have a good wahoo bite um, right around that full moon. Um, it was a full moon on Monday, but uh, just before that and just after that, some guys that were doing the trolling and that were targeting them did really good catching three and four fish a day. So, um, you know, and still coming off this moon, they'll still be around. They'll still be biting. So, I wouldn't, you know, definitely get, keep that an option if you're going to go offshore. All right, Chris, so, sounds good, man. Uh, yeah, go see. No, I was just curious. What with this, you know, we we keep having these fronts. Does that um, is like the fish will bite, then they don't, then they, you know, or as opposed to when we have more consistent weather. Yeah, it's just it. You know, as long as we have consistency to it, and it kind of, you know, we get these consistent fronts. Doesn't get too hot in between the fronts. The fish will kind of create a pattern to that. But when it you know, when it warms up, it did warm up the other day into the 80s, which, you know, it wasn't too, too bad because it didn't have too much time to warm up, but it was only one day. Um, but, yeah, the fish have been, you know, trying to get a pattern here, hopefully. You know, it's getting to that time of year where now we're kind of getting all the stuff that was coming by my area is starting to move down towards Miami and the Keys. So we're, uh, you know, we're waiting for, you know, next month or so. Um, in March is when we start getting, you know, the, the little springtime sale run, and uh, we're looking forward to that. But it's been, you know, it's been hit or miss definitely lately. Fishing hasn't been on fire, but if you get out there and put your time out there, you'll definitely catch some fish. Chris, good luck to you on that so. tournament. Hope you win that bad boy and come back with some cash in your pocket. Yeah, we'll see, hopefully. Okay, we're sitting in third place in the, in the non-guided division for freshwater guys, so. You know, we were proud of ourselves. All right, man. Do it up, and uh, we'll talk to you next weekend, Chris. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Take care of yourselves. Have a good day. You too, buddy. Hey, Steve, yesterday I had a half a day off from Nautical Ventures, and I got back to my crib, and I said, man, my, my Hobie kayak has not been used in a while, so I took it out on the lake and did some bass fishing, and I just love my Hobie, man. I mean, I got out there with those Mirage Drive pad- pedals and just went around the lake. I caught like two or three bass. Fun way to fish, and who knows more about that than this guy on line number two, the one, the only, Joe Hector. Joe, good morning, my friend. How are you? How's it going, guys? How you doing? Doing great, man. I got my Hobie out yesterday, did a little peddling around the lake. Ah, I just love those Hobies, boy. They are just built great, and they're fun to fish in, you know? When are you, when you going to take your Hobie offshore? I'm afraid, man. You have to show me how to do that first, dude. I ain't going out ice cold. you got to train me. 
There's nothing to it, Eric. I, I have a question for Joe. Have you ever caught a bass from your uh, hobby? I've caught peacocks because, you know, for me, coming from Jersey, you know, I, I've caught a lot of largemouth, but I never, when I moved down here years ago, I was all excited to catch a peacock. So I have caught quite a few of those, which is pretty cool. Very, very okay. cool. Now, we talk about kayak tips most uh, every weekend, but we're going to switch gears this weekend. Uh, Joe and I had spoken this week, Steve, about what his topic would be. And we're talking about uh, catching kingfish offshore in a kayak. Joe, talk about that, buddy. Well, I mean, it's it's actually pretty simple. And usually when I do take people out and when I used to take our clients out, uh, that's usually the, the target fish we would go for. And everyone caught on pretty quick. I mean, rigging-wise, I would only take out two rods. And I would have one rod uh, for top, one for medium depth. Uh, for my rig, I would always use, and I like going a little stealthy and a little lighter, mm-hmm. I use number three wire with, uh, and I'll always use uh, treble hooks, so I'll use a number six treble and a 3.0 J hook. And I'll always do an Albright knot uh, tying the, uh, the leader to the wire. Uh, and I do that on all my rigs. Um, I, just, I just really feel like... When I used to go a little heavier, I would get a lot less hookups. And once I changed it to that, I mean, we were we were killing the kings. It was great. And um, with my bottom rig, I'll, I'll basically do the same thing, except I'll have a an egg weight, uh, like a like a three ounce egg weight uh, on that one, and that will get me down to to medium depth. Now a lot of guys are starting to use the the mini downriggers. And um, I, they're having success with them. But, again, with me, I like the less is more when you're fishing offshore. I, mm-hmm. I, a lot of guys have lost some, some big fish in the tournament series because um, you got to reel that up. And on a kayak, it's so different than a boat. So I always like to keep it simple. So just an, a simple egg weight, drop that sucker down and, and grab that king. So on a 50-pound kingfish, how far would he drag you in a kayak offshore, Joe? Just oh, thinking. Man, you know, 50 – I've – Never caught a 50-pounder on a kayak, but I would think that that thing would probably be a good fight, and it, it would be a while. It might take you to, to Deerfield. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about remember, these. Yeah, yeah. With, with, with those rigs, you know, I've caught the, a lot of wahoo, too. So, um, you know, you always have that occasional wahoo bite, and and uh, that's always a, a special special fish to get, so. You know, I could handle being dragged to Deerfield. I couldn't handle being dragged to the Bahamas, though. <laughs> no, that would that would suck. Now, Joe, <laughs> I'm thinking about these fish, man. Kingfish and wahoo—they are toothy critters. So when you get them near the boat, uh, even with a gaff in them, uh, they—you need to watch out for your fingers and hands. Be careful. Sure. Well, you know what's great too is Hobie has uh, those those new fish bags, which are great uh, for the front of the kayak. So once you gaff that sucker, you bring them in and just head first. Just shoot them right into that fish bag. Gotcha. So, okay. Okay. And when you're bringing these fish in the kayaks, you know, you guys got to make sure always, you know, never bring in it, the fish head first. Always bring it in tail first, swing it around, and just shoot it, excuse me, shoot it right in that fish bag. Now, that's a great tip, Steve Waters, right there, man. That's a great tip. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Very important stuff there. All right, Joe, we're yeah. going to take a little break here, man. Uh, real quick, tell us about your next tournament coming up. Quick, uh, quick plug for you. Oh, man, we got the Battle in the Bahamas, and that is coming up uh, April 7th to the 10th, and that's our Saltwater World Championship, and we've had blue marlin, white marlin, wahoos, 
big muttons, just about every kind of fish you can think of in the saltwater world caught in that tournament. So you don't want to miss it. You can check it out at ExtremeKayakFishing.com. Hashtag Extreme Kayak Fishing on Instagram. Hey, Steve Waters, think about catching that uh, Blue Marlin in uh, the Bahamas. He'll actually drag you back to Miami, so you're actually going to get a return trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I you know, for 11 hours. <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's a little too much fish for me. Sorry. Wow. All right. We got to go, Joe, but hey, man, I'll see you at the shop one of these days and certainly want to get offshore and do some offshore kayaking with him when you get back and have some free time to, to get this old guy out All there, right. okay? Just let me know, guys. I'll take you both out. All right, man. Thank you so much. It is break time. Steve Waters, more captains coming up. Special guest at 730, Stu Apt, talking about a great charity event and more. It's 720 on the dot at Miami Sports, 940 wins. Need to get on the water, but your boat needs a little TLC? Then tune into our Shop Talk segment with Nautical Ventures Chief Mechanic Rick Buckner. Email Rick your questions in advance at rickb at nauticalventures.com, and we'll answer them live on the air. Now back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. You just make yourself right at home and stay as long as you want to. 726, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. To all of our fabulous fishing listeners, thanks for checking us out every single weekend. Steve Waters, we try to have a special guest on the show every week. Last weekend, uh, he returned. Uh, Coach Jimmy Johnson was back on the show talking a la rata stuff. He's a fun guy to talk to. And we've got a legend on line number one here this morning. The famous, you guys, if you guys fish, you know who this guy is, Stu Apt on the program. Stu, good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. The reason I'm a legend is because I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you know, Stu, you, when I first met you 25 years ago, you said you were old, so you must be ancient now then. <laughs> Getting right up there, my friend. You know that. And it's been a long yeah. time ago since we went fishing together. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I'm really excited about this tournament. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I'd be happy to. You know... <clears throat> First of all, I've got, got to say that Guy Harvey does many things for many good causes, and I try to always help any and every way that I can. One way I'm helping during a fun tournament and festival coming up, June it's June 16th to the 19th, uh, is by donating my time to fish with the winning angler of, a, of, a, of an auction uh, during the tournament. And... They'll be not only with me, but they'll be with one of the very top guides in the Florida Keys, Steve Thomas. It's going to be a great tournament, and uh, it's going to be a fun happening. It's not just a tournament. It lasts for, what, four days or five days? I think I think it goes from, let me look here. I may have made a, a note. I try to make Yeah. When yeah, you get to be my age, you have to have notes. That's okay. It's actually June 16th to the 19th, and fishing is on Saturday, June 18th. That's right. But that's both inshore and offshore. They're going to have some offshore fishing that uh, will take place out of the postcard inn. The inshore fishing will take place, I guess, from the uh, ocean side of Almora, from the uh, headquartered at the Angler's House Marina on the bay side of Almorada. Now, Stu, what kind of uh, fish are we targeting in this tournament? Well, the offshore fishing will have a variety of fish, everything that swims out there. And you'll get more points for more catches. The inshore, uh, I don't have the information in front of me, but I do know that it has to do with snook, redfish, 
tarpon, bonefish, and probably permit. And depending on how you fish for them and catch them, you'll get the most points using a fly rod, uh, next most points using a artificial bait, and the least amount of points, but still a bunch of good points using bait. All right. Now, to get involved with this thing, you can actually log on to blazingmako.com or you want to call 1-800-513-5257 to get involved in this really cool tournament, great to charity event. And again, as you mentioned before, Guy Harvey certainly is a very charitable man. No doubt about that. Absolutely. You know, but also they can get more information by calling 1-800-513-5257. Or did you say that? I think I just said that's too, but it's fine to give it out to twice. No worries, okay? <laughs> not, not any problem. All right, so let's talk about you a little bit. Uh, you've got a background in fishing. Uh, you've been fishing for many, many years, as you said before. Uh, anything come to top of mind, one of your most memorable trips or something that happened to you during your fishing ex- adventures? Yeah, you know, one was fishing with the guy that will, the, the winning bidder of the auction will be with, with me and the guide in the boat, and his name is Steve Thomas. And I actually put the largest tarpon I've ever had in a boat, in the boat with Steve. It measured eight feet long. And it, it really, I didn't take a girth on it because I wanted to get it back in the water to release very quickly. It was a, it was a quick fight, so the fish swam off in excellent shape. Believe it or not, this monster fish, I don't know if it was over 200, but it was in that class. Uh, this monster fish... Uh, took 26 and a half minutes to bringing to the boat and lifting in the boat for a quick picture. And then we put it back in the water. Matter of fact, this, uh, let me see here. This picture is in the front part of my latest book, My Life in Fishing, uh, Favorite Long Stories Told Short. You can pick that up in Amazon, many places. A lot of the fly and tackle shops are carrying it. But, yeah, I, I've also had the blessing of it having landed, having caught, and registered more than 44 world records wow. of, on various types of tackle. That is amazing. Stu, yeah, you, yeah, you are the legend, still man. Standing saltwater fly <laughs> rod records are mine. Uh, 1964, uh, a mahi-mahi dolphin fish, 58 pounds on fly, 12-pound class tippet. Uh, 1965, 136-pound sailfish. Pacific sale on 12-pound class tackle. Those two are still standing, and that's been a long time. Well, I'm not going to try to brag to Stu after the Legacy Waters, but I do have the world record on catching uh, a grunt, so I'm actually very proud of that. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. You do have a big Paco now. Don't be bashful. Oh, and a Paco as well. Once again, Stu, to get back on track with the uh, Blazing Mako Tournament again, uh, folks want to get involved, 1-800-513-5257 or visit blazingmako.com. Stu, it's a pleasure. You're the legend, and hopefully we'll speak again down the road and see what you're up to, okay? You bet, and I look forward to it. I'm going to be there with bells on, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Steve Waters, a good show this morning. Uh, a lot of great captains who got up on this chilly day. Uh, you're covering golf. Uh, when is your uh, tee-off time start with these professionals today? 
Um, actually, the first group is going to, uh, actually, it's just uh, one guy, Sam Saunders, who is Arnold Palmer's grandson. He tees off at 7.45. Okay. And uh, he'll be playing by himself. And then the, the leaders, uh, Ricky Fowler and uh, Jimmy Walker, who's a stroke behind, they tee mm-hmm. off at 1.40. Mm-hmm. And there'll be coverage on the Golf Channel. And then I think at 3 o'clock, it switches over to NBC. I got you. Well, all right, man. Well, you're a jack of all trades, man, and a fine yeah. job you do. Yeah. No doubt about yeah, that. Look, look for me on TV. I'll be wearing a big afro, orange, <laughs> blue, and green, I think. So. I can't wait to see that. Okay. <laughs> Let me grab some more of this coffee. We'll talk more captains coming up 733 at 940 wins. Miami Sports. Shut off that engine. You're listening to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show with Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Anything you need to know about fishing or boats, call 866-801-0940. They've got everything you need. You're going to need a bigger boat. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. 738, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Stepped out during the breakwaters and uh, it's clear, sunny, and now up to a high of 52 in Miami. Wow. Wow. That is chilly. <laughs> Better than 44 on my way to work this morning, so we're heating up uh, minute by minute, which of course means that the one and the only Bouncer Smith is happy. It means less of uh, those big uh, woolly jackets he's wearing. Bouncer, welcome back to the show, my friend. You staying warm or what? Good morning again. Well, I'll tell you what, Eric. I got a t shirt, a polo shirt, a fleece, and a. <laughs> I ski jacket on. Man, oh man. Bouncer does not like the cold weather, but the cat, welcome back to the show. At least the sun is shining. That's nice, you know what I mean? Oh, oh I, my solar heater is on full power, <laughs> but, I'm, but, but, but my back is uh, to the wind, and my windscreen is in front of me, so I need to turn around to get the full benefits of the beautiful day it is. It is absolutely gorgeous out, by the way. There's no clouds. There's a Light northwest wind. I saw some big ground swells go by offshore, which means that the sailfish and the dolphin will probably be trucking down the edge, and we look for a really good weekend of fishing. Uh, Down our way, it's definitely been live bait. Uh, The best action yesterday was 150 to 200 feet, and it was a mixed bag of sailfish and dolphin out there. If you moved into 100 feet of water, there were a lot of kingfish bites, but when you're selfish and they bite all your hooks off, but we did land one of them. And uh, the, on the inshore scene, we've been catching some snook. And yesterday afternoon, I finally saw a lot of tarpon in government cut. So I was really excited about that. I can't wait to give them a chance with some live shrimp tomorrow night because last night we were, uh, yesterday afternoon, we were snook fishing and we didn't have any shrimp. And we all know how those. Tarpon loves shrimp in the wintertime, so a lot of promising things going on in the fishing scene. Say, Bouncer, speaking of shrimp, have there been any shrimp runs at night in Biscayne Bay? No, it's been the worst season I've ever heard of. We have a good friend that's a shrimper, and they believe that it's the polluted runoff from Lake Okeechobee's uh, put a big damper on the shrimp this year because we had that exceptional amount of winter rain, and they've been dumping a lot of pesticides and fertilizer into the bay, which doesn't help at all. Wow, that's bad news. Yeah. Well, Bouncer, I guess you're not flying a kite today. I don't see a stitch of wind blowing, dude. Oh, no, down here we've got a perfect kite wind. It's probably blowing 12 knots out of the northwest. 
Okay, well, absolutely perfect. Not too rough, but enough wind to keep the kite up. Maybe because I'm landlocked, I don't fly that ocean breeze. But I'm glad you're flying well, the kite. <laughs> you know that. You know that happens a lot, though. You get a mile or two inland; it's a whole different world than right along the coast. And uh, right now, we do have enough breeze. That's not to say it'll last all day, but the forecast is we should have enough breeze for a kite all day. We'll have to see what happens there. Yeah, you know, you know what's interesting, guys, is uh, so I'm here at PGA National for the Honda Classic, and yesterday um, the Golf Channel was taking wind readings around the course. So one hole, it's like three miles an hour out of the northwest. Another hole, it's 12 out of the northeast. It's, I mean, as you move around, the wind keeps changing. So it's uh, kind of hard to figure out what's what. Well, that, that wind variation there is when all the spectators go, ooh, it blows more wind. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Cap. Well, listen, man, hope you catch a whole variety of species out there with that cold, chilly stuff. Uh, post a few Facebook pics, and uh, we'll talk to you next weekend on the show. You betcha. We'll be looking forward to it. You guys have a great week. You too. Thank you so much. <laughs> Steve Waters, we talk about this boat every weekend. It's the kind of boat when you see it, you go, wow. You go. Man, you go. No, you go. Ooh, you go. And then the wind picks up. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about our presenting sponsor, Buddy Davis Boats, the most beautiful ride on the ocean. When you see a buddy, you say to yourself, that's the boat I want on my bucket list. They're unlike any boat on the water today. Just the, the lines of the boat are fantastic. Carolina Flair, and really, Steve, you've seen Buddy Davis Boats up close. There's nothing like them in the market today. Yeah, yeah, the ride, the fit, the finish, and, uh, you know, I, re- I loved having uh, Captain Frank on last week, yeah. because here's the guy who's, I think, owned 10 different makes of boats, and now that he's got a Buddy Davis center console, he said, that's it, he's never, he's not switching. And again, Buddy Davis boats have been building the uh, larger, uh, you know, sport fishing vessels for a long time, but now into the center console market for a couple of years here now. And again, one of my favorites is the Buddy Davis 28 center console, uh, built as strong as the big guys. Vacuum, resin infusion, you've got uh, great storage, you've got foam coring, uh, no, you know, no stringers with wood. There's none of that stringer rot stuff going on. Built strong, heavy, heavy boat. Get offshore, go to Bimini, go to the Bahamas, and never worry about you know getting soaked or any kind of uh, dangerous situation. It's a great riding boat, a safe riding boat, great for hardcore fishermen and the family. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's a key point, Eric, because um, it's, it's it's such a nice boat. Obviously, you can go out in the rough stuff to go fishing, 